Hello and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast, your home for tips, insight and discussion on the English top four leagues. And this week we've also got a whole host of international friendlies for you. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show, thank you for listening. So, international weekend Mr Walker, are you excited? Joe you know what? I actually am to a certain extent. Uh, the World Cup's around the corner pretty much um, and it just feels a little bit more important. You can feel that players are kind of fighting for positions for a World Cup squad. Yep. Um, I feel like it carries a little bit more this international break. It does. You're, you are right. Usually we these international friendlies roll around and we think, oh, for God's sake, here we go again. Just get them over with. Let's get some Premier League action back. But you're right, this time with the uh, World Cup on the horizon, it's going to be interesting to see how the teams are shaping up. Um, we'll get on to the England squad a bit later on. But to run everybody through what we're going to go through on the show today, we're going to look at our best picks for the international games that are running from Friday through to Monday. Um, and then we're going to look at League 1 and League 2 because there's pretty much a full fixture list in both of those leagues. So plenty of opportunity there to go through. Yeah, 100%. Let's get it, uh, let's get it rolling, Tommy P. All right, kick us off then, Mr. Walker. Uh, Friday, there's a whole host of internationals. Um, pick me one out that you like the look of, because there are actually a few here, which I think are yeah. good value to bet on. Yeah, there is one or two. Um, and yeah, I was surprised, actually. You know, uh, Previously, we've had um, internationals where you know teams are playing against no-hopers and part-timers. And, you know, you get one to 50s and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But uh, it doesn't seem to be that, that way this time, which is nice. No. Um, I'm going to start with a very interesting friendly. It's between the hosts of the World Cup, Russia, and one of the favourites, Brazil. It's a 4 p.m. kickoff. So, you know, right towards the end of your uh, Friday, Friday shift when you should be working in that last hour. Um, Russia, priced at 11 to 2. The draw, 14 to 5. And Brazil, my pick, uh, 11 to 20. So, you know, it's not anything that's going to make you a millionaire, but I, I think that's pretty respectable. Yeah, I agree. That's a, a good price, because Russia are absolutely nothing to be afraid of. Yes, they're the host team for the World Cup, but their team is pretty poor. They're, they yeah, qualify poor. for the World Cup by default. They didn't yeah. have to actually qualify. Well, that's the thing, right? When you're uh, when you're a host and you qualify like that, the lack of competitiveness, even though the friendlies can be, it's you lose that competitive edge. Uh, yeah. Brazil's away record as well recently um, has been very impressive. Actually, um, it, it's not going to sound impressive, but you have to really listen to the teams they're playing. So. Their last game uh, away from home, they drew 0-0 at Wembley, of course. They beat Japan 3-1 away. They drew 0-0 away at Bolivia, which is actually a really good result. Bolivia play at an incredibly high altitude, uh, the highest in the world. And they have one of the best home records in international football. And then they drew one all away at Colombia. So they've got relative form on the road. Um, just for the record, they've won every other game they've played at home during that time. And Russia, as Tom said, uh, 
you know, they're nothing to nothing to be scared of at all. No, um, absolutely not. Their last three home games have ended in disappointment. Uh, they got a 3-3 against Spain, which was, you know, a good result, to be fair to them. Uh, lost 1-0 to Argentina, but by all accounts, they were battered during that game. And then they drew 1-1 against Iran uh, at a neutral venue. So, yeah, not enough to uh, do anything to stop this Brazil side from winning. No, completely agree with that one there, mate. Sticking with the Friday night games, I'm going to go for the 8 o'clock kickoff. That is France at home to Colombia. And again, like Brazil, France are pretty decent odds, actually. 1-2. to two. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. They're at home. They're against the Colombia side who don't really inspire much confidence. They won their last game away at China 4-0, but before that, no wins in their previous five. That includes losses to Paraguay, South Korea... Uh, draw against Venezuela so I can't see them causing France who really have got to be one of the favourites for the World Cup they certainly are with the bookies I can't see them causing France any problems and I think it'll be a very comfortable victory for the French Yeah I feel sorry for uh, for the French players actually there's going to be some fantastic players that don't even get in the squad Yeah. Um, and any other year they'd be in the squad or the starting eleven. So yeah, it's a really unfortunate time to be uh, a, a French international right now. Totally agree. Colombia. Can you remember the world, the last World Cup, 2014? They, they really, really looked like they were on the up. And obviously they've qualified again, which is a good achievement for a nation like Colombia. But yeah, they just seem to have gone a bit backwards, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Who was that bloke they used to have who was, uh, he had a big blonde afro. I remember him. <laughs> Carlos Valderrama. That's the guy. <laughs> Absolute icon, that bloke. <laughs> but yeah, uh, totally agree with you there. Um, especially on the point you just added where France um, are one of the favourites. They're the favourite for me. If I had to tip a winner right now, I'd go for the French. Yeah, well, if I'm just um, looking at their squad now. Some of the players that they've got going forwards, Mbappe, Marshall, Lacazette, Griezmann, Giroud, Nabil Fakir, Usman Dembele, uh, Thomas Lamar, Kingsley Coman. There's a mm. lot of talent there. And they're going to play, what, five at the very most, and that would be a hugely attacking team. Oh, yeah, hugely, hugely. So, yeah, probably four, maybe. Four from that list. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah, that's just insane. Insane depth. It's it's, it's Um, at the back, I think, where they're a bit less strong, isn't it? But going forward and midfield is is frighteningly good. Yeah, centre-halves, not great. So that's that's a huge concern for them, but... uh, yeah, midfield and going forward is just just ridiculous. Um, I'm going to talk about the European champions. That is Portugal. Uh, they have a game at a neutral venue against Egypt. Portugal are classed as the home team. Uh, they're priced at one to two. So, you know, as I was mentioning uh, before with Brazil, you know, this isn't going to make you a millionaire, but um, I really do think Portugal are decent a decent price here. Yeah, they've won five of their last six. They're coming up against an Egypt team 
which, yes, I'm going to get on to Mo Salah in a second. Um, they have won three in the last four games. However, they were against Togo, Yemen, and Libya. Uh, they came up against Tunisia, and their last game lost 1-0. So, yes, they do have Mo Salah, who is obviously having just a season to remember. The guy is on absolute fire, and it's it's hard to remember a debut season like this. And, yes, he can cause a Portugal team that is a little bit shaky, but I think Portugal will have enough. And at one to two, I don't think it's the worst price we've ever seen. So I understand why you've tipped um, Portugal there. They definitely should be beating Egypt, really, um, when you put the two squads against each other. But I think at the price, when we've just looked at Brazil and France, who are a very similar price to Portugal, I'd feel much more comfortable, I think, back in either of those two teams um, at a similar price, as I say, to, to what I would Portugal. Do you, do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I do. Uh, Ronaldo against Ahmed Hegazi is what I would say. <laughs> uh, uh, and El Mahamadi, who's playing in the championship. Um, Ramadan Sorbi, bang average at Stoke. If that El Nenny, poor at Arsenal. Come on, buddy. They should win. They should win. But you never know what Salah's going to do. The yeah, little magician. Moving on, though. I've got one at slightly better odds for us. Um, that's Senegal at home to Uzbekistan. Um, well, technically, they're at home. It's actually being played on a neutral venue. It's a four o'clock kickoff on Friday. Senegal are three to four to get the win. I think Uzbekistan have never been mentioned on the show and they probably never will be again. Um, <laughs> they're not a footballing nation, are they? whereas Senegal do have a decent history of being one of the better teams in Africa. But they've breezed through their World Cup qualifying group as Senegal, just one loss in their last 13. Um, Uzbekistan, on the other hand, don't inspire too much confidence at all. Looking at their recent results, they've lost away at China, they lost away at Iran, they drew at home to South Korea, then there's a few wins in there against teams like Kyrgyzstan and Thailand and Qatar it's not for me <laughs> Senegal I think should win this one pretty comfortably yeah I actually um, I actually have this wrote down on my uh, research notes as the best international bet of the weekend um, Senegal who have a front three of Mane Mbe Niang who you may remember from Watford last season. Mm, yeah. Um, yep. Musa Sow as well. Uh, they've got Diafra Sacco. Um, there's players there that are capable, obviously. Mane is the outstanding uh, talent mm. there. But yeah, Uzbekistan. <laughs> the three to four for <laughs> Senegal. I don't know if that's a, a typo or what, but... <laughs> They've qualified for the World Cup. They should be beating Uzbekistan. 100%. 100%. It's a great price. Um, there are a, a couple of decent matchups here, aren't there? Argentina-Italy stands out as one of the better ones. Germany-Spain. Obviously, uh, Holland-England as well. You know, there's some decent yeah. matches on the Friday. Yeah, and um, do you know what? It's actually got me relatively excited for the World Cup. Um, I'm really looking forward to it already, and I think this is the 
this is the first taste this year, right, of uh, yeah. international football. So, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to it. And like you said, there are some uh, there are some good games to be going at. Um, is there anything else you want to tip before we have a quick chat on the England game? Uh, no, there isn't. That was your that was your bag from me for uh, internationals. Yeah, yeah, and me. So let's talk about Southgate's boys. Are they going to beat Holland? Um, I don't think a win is going to be really important. I think what what Southgate is going to be looking for is just a strong performance. Um, he's going to be looking at team shape selections and things like that. If I would bet on them. I, I would go for England. I think the Dutch team, it's hard to go for them. Um, oh, it really is. Yeah, they've said goodbye to uh, quite a few big names in the past, haven't they? And there's not been a lot to replace them. Uh, for example, in their last international game, they beat Romania 3-0 away. I was very, very, very surprised to see the three scorers. Uh, Memphis Depay got talent, but couldn't cut it at United. Ryan Babble is still getting in. Jesus the Christ. I thought he'd embarked on a rap career, left football behind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Luke Dion, who was an absolute Newcastle, mess at Newcastle. Yeah. Bloody hell. So they were the free scorers when I was doing some research. Um, they've, got, they've got promise. They've got some decent players. <laughs> they've but... got Quincy promise. <laughs> <laughs> They have, they've got no pun intended there. Well, yeah, don't worry, Tom. I didn't do this research daily blind. Uh, <laughs> sure um, but yeah, there's there's people like Schneider, who I think he's now playing in Qatar or something like that. I don't even know, but mm. he's still kicking around the squad, and we should be beating him. But I don't think it's you know, no, it's it not is. the end of the world if we don't. No, no. Um, I think, like you say, looking at the squad, the Van Dijk is one of the names that stands out again. Wijnaldum, uh, the two Liverpool boys there. But other than that, there's not a lot to be afraid of. Young Justin Clivert has got a call up though. Patrick Clivert's son. Yeah, and that's all well and good for him. Um, bringing through some some players like himself. Um, they have got some good young players, haven't they? They've Nathan Ake. You know, looking decent at Bournemouth. Fossu Mensa looks a good player. Uh, is it legit? I don't know if he's uh, legit oh, or de, not. De, delete us. De, delete. 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 Who knows? De, <laughs> somewhere like that. Anyway, delete. I don't know how to say his name. But, um, yeah, he's in and around the squad. And he's, uh, they've got some decent young players. But yeah. there's just there's a lot of gaping holes. They're not at the World Cup again for a reason, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, what uh, what do you think to the team? You, do you feel confident giving me a little run through what you would go for for England? Yeah, I'll tell you what I'll go for then. Um, I doubt Southgate will pick what I want to go for here, but um, I'd start actually with Nick Pope in goal. I think he deserves the call up. Been the best English keeper in the Premier League by far. Uh, deserves his opportunity. And I think I'd definitely play him. Um, what I wouldn't do, I know he's selected four goalies. What I wouldn't be keen on is him giving each goalie 45 minutes across the two friendlies. Do you know, I'd rather see two goalies get picked, have a game each. Yeah, it's not 
it's not schoolyard football everyone wins is it no. we have to be we have to be a little bit decisive and say you know it's between you two yeah, yeah. i agree yeah um so nick pope in goal i know southgate is favoring five at the back but i'd actually play four i'd go right back of carl walker center backs of john stones and harry maguire i'll go with rose left back midfield i'd have Three, I'd have sitting, Eric Dyer, then uh, Wilshire and Deli Alley, and then right wing, I'd have Sterling, left wing, I'd have Rashford, and up front, Vardy. Vardy? Okay. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play that either. But my, mine's very similar. Um, Pope in goal, Walker right back, uh, Maguire, Stones, centre-halves, Rose, uh, I'd have Henderson, Wilshire, and Oxlade-Chamberlain as a flat three, with Oxlade-Chamberlain the option to uh, kind of roam a little bit more. Mm. Um and then I go for a front three of uh, Rashford, Sterling, and Vardy. So yeah, uh, relatively similar. Yeah, just the midfield three think? there that that we've got different. But I I'm not a massive Jordan Henderson fan, to be honest. He gets away I think we with need not doing a, a lot. I think we need a player like him. Um, I think it's been hard for him to step into the shoes of Steven Gerrard. Which is fair enough, in my opinion. He's found that difficult. Um, no, he's not going to win you the game. But I just feel like he has a great attitude. He's a captain of probably the second biggest club in England. And he's captain for a reason. And that's because he's got great personality. Mm. Um, I think he's a battler. I think he keeps things simple. He does have quality. Yeah, for me, Henderson doesn't, you know, he doesn't pull up any trees but for me I think he has to play yeah I do think we've got good options um, kind of attacking midfield areas like Ali, Lingard Rashford, Vardy Sterling, obviously Kane when he's fit um, I think that's probably England's strongest area yeah it is um, interesting that we both went for Nick Pope in goal I do not think that will be happening no, um, nor do I it's going to be between Hart, Pickford and, and uh, Butland. And Pickford and Butland had, had shockers on the weekend. Hart's had a dreadful season. It's like, I feel like it's, you know, which which one of my toes do you want to chop off? It doesn't matter. It's going to hurt either way. So, yeah, I, I don't really know what to make of that situation. No, but if he's going to take Nick Pope, he's got to play him in one of the games, at least for part of it, surely. You, you can't... To give him his debut. You've got to get a look at him in a game situation. You can yeah. only see so much from training. Yeah, totally agree. England but, to win for you? I don't think England will lose. I'll okay. put it that way. Um, I think we've looked defensively very good in the last couple of games against uh, Germany and Brazil. Obviously, a couple yeah. of nil-nils there. Um, I don't think ne the Netherlands have got anywhere near 
the amount of danger in their team as either of those two t sides have. So um, I'd like to see England play more on the front foot than we've seen them in the last few friendlies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I can't see us losing. Um, but yeah, it's more about uh, shape, selection, people taking their chances and uh, Southgate getting a bit of a look in. Um, so yeah, that pretty much wraps up the international scene. As Tom mentioned, no Premier League, no Championship, pretty much a full fixture list in League One and League Two. So are you ready to uh, dive in? I absolutely am. I've got to say, I like League One this week. I really do. There's some uh, good value on offer here, good prices. Oh, 100%. Uh, start us off with uh, one of Tommy's favourites. Right. I've got a couple of both teams to score favourites that I want to talk you through here. Um, okay. The first one being in the Scunthorpe Rochdale game. And both teams to score here is 17 to 20. Now, Scunthorpe have conceded at least one goal in 19 of their last 20 league games. That is oh like God. some terrible defending, that is it. Jesus <laughs> that is bad. Um, wow. They've had. They're fifth. Yeah, they're fifth. It's, it's unreal. I'm not quite sure how. <laughs> wow. They're um, clinging on to. Yeah, and they've had 10 games, both teams, to score in the last 11. We've had we've tipped this a few times um, over the last few months, and for good reason, because pretty much it's a guarantee every week. And that's why I love the odds of nearly evens, 17 to 20. I think that's a great bet. Yeah, and, you know, adding to the fact that Rochdale have improved a lot over mm. the last four games. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, that's a... Very, very strong tip. Follow up with your next one. Um, so my second both teams to score, to follow that one up, is the Bradford-Gillingham match, and that is three to four. Um, the last four times this fixture has been played at Valley Parade, it has been both teams to score. And if we thought Scunthorpe's um, stats were bad in terms of goals they've conceded, Bradford's are pretty much as bad, as, if not worse. Uh, Bradford have conceded a goal for 17 games in a row and that goes all the way back to the 9th of December and similarly Gillingham have conceded in 17 of their last 19 games two damn awful defensive teams playing each other here I think both teams to score is, is a lock for this one as well yeah Simon Grayson hasn't had uh, any effect has he no, he's had zero effect, which is surprising, actually. I thought it was a decent appointment. I thought he'd get them going a bit, but they've well and truly dropped out of the playoffs now. Seven yeah. points behind Plymouth, who are in sixth. Yeah, all about, all about next season for Bradford, as it, as it always has been with them. <laughs> as it always has. It's always next season for Bradford. Yeah. Um, but yeah, totally agree with that and some uh, marvellous research to go with that. Um. I'm going to follow that up. Uh, mine are just result-based, uh, but still decent odds to be had. So I need to ask the Profit Chasers a question. Where else in the world of football and the world of football gambling can you get second place at home to 19th at 3-4? to four? I'll tell you where. Shrewsbury Town. 
they've been in fantastic form recently. So they've only lost one of their last eight games um, before they drew 1-1 away at Northampton on Tuesday. Uh, they won four in a row. Um, home form has been great recently. They've lost one game at home in their last 10. Uh, that was to steam train Rotherham when they were uh, really banging form. But they've bounced back and they're three to four against a Wimbledon team that is capable. Uh, you know, let's not lie to anyone. They are capable of pulling a an upset out of the bag, but you'd imagine Shrewsbury to uh, roll them over, I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that one, definitely. Um, it's a shame that the Shrews couldn't capitalise on their midweek fixture against Northampton and get the win, which would have uh, seen them go top of the table. Yes, that is a shame. But, you know, at least they didn't lose. They did go uh, a goal down, so... Yeah, good response in the end, and the, the dream's still alive. It's uh, yeah. it's mid March, and they're still there. Yeah, that um, leads me nicely into my next tip, which is the giant looming spectre of Wigan Athletic that is in third place, um, three games in hand on both Shrewsbury and Blackburn, and four points and five points behind each one of those respectively. So. Um, Wigan have got the games in the bank. If they can win them, they'll go right to the top of the league. They play Bury this weekend, and they're away from home. However, I don't see that being a problem whatsoever. Um, they should have too much for the basement club. Wigan have actually only lost one away game in the last seven months, and that was away to Southend in February, uh, when Chris Powell came in and had his instant effect at Southend. They've actually scored the most and conceded the least, number of goals away from home um, just conceded 14 goals in their games away from home this season so keeping it very tight on the road I think 4-7 to yeah, seven um, for Wigan is, is not bad yeah it's not bad, they're playing bottom of the league um, and by all accounts you know a few things going the other way and they, they could have beat Southampton at the weekend Yeah. Um, so yeah I, I totally agree with that one uh, sticking with the um, playoff picture and the promotion picture, I sound like a broken record, and I'm sorry, Profit Chasers, but this is just something I have to do. It's Plymouth, <laughs> Plymouth Argyle. Um, I think I've been tipping these guys. I, I honestly cannot remember the last time I didn't look at one of their uh, names. And for good reason, for good reason. For good reason. They're, they're the, for me, they're the story of... Or, Shrewsbury are right up there. But for me, this is the story of League One. Um, Plymouth, as we all know, we've we've gone over this story how many times? Um, just an absolute shambles. It's just one win in their first 17 games. <laughs> so just, bad. Just incredible. Um, and I remember me and you speaking at the start of the season when we did our predictions. We thought they may finish mid-table. Yeah, That's what we went for for Plymouth. Uh, so we were very surprised to see that they were relegation certainties pretty much. Fast forward to March and Plymouth, it's in their own hands. Um, they're in sixth. They're holding that final spot. They're a point ahead of Peterborough. Uh, they have got a game in hand on Scunthorpe who are in fifth. Um and they just show no signs of letting up, really. Um, they are priced at 11-5 to 5 
away at Charlton. Mm, that's and, a uh, lovely price. Oh my God, it's just oh, the God, dream. Yeah. Charlton, Charlton have, you know, they were right up there to start the season. They were another team I relied on, um, but they've really dropped off. Um, politics, again, have just taken over Charlton. It's really sad to, to hear it's happening again. Uh, Rumours that Carl Robinson actually offered his reg- resignation on Tuesday. Um, that was apparently denied by the board. I don't know how that works. If you want to resign, just leave. <laughs> yeah, <But> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened there, whether they had clear the air talks or whatever. Um, no win in the last four games and one win in the last eight. Um, they've really struggled uh, at home as well. You have to go back to the 20th of January for their last home win. Um, they've lost at home to Oxford. They've drew at home to Bradford. They've lost to Shrewsbury. They've drew to Fleetwood. It's not a good place. And for me, this is just an exceptional price. Yeah, um, I completely agree. But if you are a little bit more uh, risk averse, you can get Plymouth on the double chance at eight to thirteen, which again is a is a good, very very good price. I think. Agreed. Um. I've just got one more for League One, and that's Peterborough at home to Bristol. Peterborough twenty-one to twenty, and they've actually got a very good record against Bristol Rovers when they're playing at home. I'll just read you through a few of the recent results: uh, Peterborough four, Bristol two, Peterborough three, Bristol nil, Peterborough five, Bristol four, Peterborough four, Bristol one. So they love scoring goals against Bristol Rovers. This this game is literally guaranteed entertainment, isn't it? Oh, a million percent. <laughs> Peterborough, since Steve Evans has taken over, they've looked pretty good. Um, suffered a hiccup last weekend when they lost 2-1 away at Oxford, but they're still right on the coattails of Plymouth. Uh, Peterborough in seventh place, one point behind Plymouth, who are in sixth. And I think they're going to have too much for a Bristol Rovers side, who have lost 11 away league games so far, which is actually the second worst in the league and just one less than the bottom club, Berry. Wow. Yeah, totally agree. Um, that was my final game that I had wrote down. Uh, yeah, Peterborough to win for me too. Lovely. Is that it for League One for you? That boxes off League One for me. Let's drop down to uh, the fourth tier, shall we? Absolutely. You can get um, us kicked off if you want, Tommy. Yeah, I'll get us kicked off. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tip um, a team away from home that I don't normally tip away. Uh, that's Notts County. Now, Notts County, um, you know, we again it's another it's another tale, isn't it? Where everyone's been kind of waiting for them to drop off a bit. Mm. Um, you know, everyone was kind of expecting them just to slowly float down into you know comfortable playoff position but they're refusing to give up that final automatic spot uh they're level on points with wickham wickham do have a game in hand but knots are currently third on goal difference uh, they're away at chesterfield um it's not looking good for chesterfield um they are six points adrift at grimsby they do have two games in hand but you know you don't want to be six points adrift at end of no um knots county priced at 21 to 20 unbeaten in the last couple of away games they've drew away at Cheltenham beat Forest Green had a uh, 
home win against playoff chasing Mansfield taken from them in the 90th minute. Very controversial Kane Hemmings penalty. Uh, Stockton getting a win there. And I think they'll bounce back 21 to 20 for knots away at uh, second bottom. Not a bad gig. Yeah, not bad. Kevin Nolan seems to have a real problem with referees at the moment. I don't know if you've heard his um, post-match interviews in recent weeks. It seems like a referee decision costs them week in, week out at the moment. Yeah, I can uh, sympathise with him. I saw the Hemmings penalty and my lord, it's soft. Um, (laughs) So yeah, 90th minute, local derby, two teams going head-to-head for uh, League One uh, promotion. And yeah, not what you want. But anyway, not to win. Yeah, um, I'm going to go for another playoff chase inside. That's Coventry at home to the woeful Grimsby. Grimsby, an absolutely abysmal. I feel like I say this every week recently, but the last time they won is on the 9th of December. That's 17 games without a win now, and they are slipping towards that trap door of relegation. And it's a good job that Barnet are shocking and Chesterfield are shocking because that's the only reason Grimsby aren't going to go down right now. Coventry are actually priced at 8-11, to which isn't too bad, I don't think, considering how poor Grimsby are. And Coventry do seem to be better at home. Um, they're unbeaten in the last five, so I think they're going to have too much for, for a shocking Grimsby side. Yeah, Grimsby just... <laughs> As you said, there's always a team in there that goes on this kind of run, this this period of the season, and they're, they're lucky that they were at least competitive the first yeah. half of the season. They could be long gone. Absolutely. They could be absolutely miles gone, but they're clinging on somehow. Um, so, yeah, I totally agree with that little tip there. Um, Coventry... They do scare me a little bit. I've been stunned <laughs> by them so many bloody times, but you know, you assume they'll win that one. Uh, Wickham Wanderers, we just mentioned that they are hot on the heels of Notts County. Uh, they're entertaining a Port Vale side. Kevin Nolan's not going to be happy that they have Port Vale this weekend. Um, Port Vale are 12 games without a win. Their last win was the 30th of December. So, they uh, they're pushing Jeez. Grimsby. For, that is bad. In the league. <laughs> yeah, it's bloody dreadful. You can get Wickham at four to five, which I think is a great price. You know, they're, mm. they're always good for a goal. Tom's mentioned uh, throughout the season that, you know, you can normally look at, you know, Wickham to win both teams to score or just general both teams to score. They did have a little wobble, but they bounced back last week by beating Barnet 2 0 away. Uh, to restore some some uh, faith. They are away at Crawley on Wednesday night. So that may, you know, affect a few little things. So I would watch out for that result. Um, if they get panned there, then probably, uh, you know, maybe think twice. But regardless, even if they do lose that Crawley game, they should be beating Port Vale. They really should. You spot on. And like you say, four to five is a lovely price for that. Really, really lovely price. Okay, I've done for League 2, actually. There's not much here for me this weekend. Same. Uh, Let's review last week's Bombproof Troubles. Okay, we'll kick off with my one. It was was a tough, tough week. Um, 
I had Plymouth. They won 3-2 at home to Bristol Rovers. He also had Accrington Stanley, who cruised to a comfortable 3-1 win over Forest Green Rovers. And I think we all need to pelt eggs at Charlie Adam for getting sent off in the first half for Stoke. Uh, we needed Stoke to win, but the early red card really cost them and they went down 2-1 at home to Everton. It was a similar story for myself. I had Bournemouth. They won 2-1 at home to West Brom. He also had Shrewsbury, who won 2-1 away at Scunthorpe. However, Huddersfield did not turn up on the day. Uh, they were beaten 2-0 at home by Crystal Palace. Um, so I think what we can say after those two trebles, two home teams scrapping for survival, didn't turn up. I hope they go down. <laughs> I totally agree. I t- that that is that is a one hundred percent valid reason for them to go down. Not happy because your treble paid about one hundred and forty quid. Um, yeah, and for Huddersfield to not score, this is two consecutive games now. They've not scored at home to Swansea, who had ten men for about eighty minutes. They're not scored at home to Palace. It's not good enough. Not good enough. No. No. And uh, me and Tom, on behalf of the uh, podcast as an entity, hope that both of those teams suffer crippling <laughs> relegation. <laughs> We're not bitter. However, We're not bitter. <laughs> no. Hashtag not bitter. Uh, it's time for this week's Bombproof Troubles. That's, that's always the best thing, isn't it? Someone costs us, but redemption's always around the corner. Exactly. Uh, plenty of opportunity this week as well as we went through, despite the, the lack of games. So, Tom, do you want to go first with your one? Yes, absolutely. Uh, mine's going to be called Promotion Party Treble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> these, these, are, these are three teams that really, by the end of May, are hoping that they're going to finish their season in a strip club with the manager <laughs> and a, a bottle of champagne and a bag of powder. So we've got... <laughs> starting off in League One, we've got Shrewsbury Town. They're three to four. They're at home to AFC Wimbledon. Staying in that league, we're going to go for Plymouth, who are the big, big, big 11 to five away at Charlton. And then we're going to come down into League Two and go for Wickham. They're four to five at home to Port Vale. Ten pounds on pays a hundred exactly. Nice, I like that very much. So um, they should all win. No excuses for any of them there not to win. There's not going to be any promotion parties if they can't win these games. <laughs> if they don't win, they deserve to get to the playoff final and lose on a cruel penalty shootout. <laughs> I mean, this is, um, I think it's fair to say that we, we really want these teams to win. <laughs> Just a bit. We feel um, very hard done by from last week. We and, do. Uh, it's time someone steps up and gets the job done. I agree. Well, with my treble, I'm um, less relying on teams actually getting the job done and winning the match. Um, I've got two both teams to score here. So it's a bit of a mixed treble. We're going to start off with Scunthorpe Rochdale, both teams to score. As I said, really, really like this one. 17 to 20, great price. Bradford Gillingham, both teams to score. 
three to four. Again, lovely price considering how bad the two teams are defensively. And finally, I'm going to go with Coventry to win on the nose at home to the woeful Grimsby, and they're eight to eleven. If Grimsby get a win this weekend after losing, well, not winning for seventeen games, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, Ten pounds pays fifty-eight back. <laughs> Is so. <laughs> it's so true. Um, yeah, really, 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 really should uh, you know find a way to the W column that that treble. Um, yeah, I mean Grimsby. If they do win, there's a conspiracy. There is a real conspiracy if they win, but let's hope they don't. Let's hope they don't. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, remember, guys, the returns that we've read out. Uh, that is a absolute minimum that you can uh, win if the if you back the trebles with Quiff. Uh, it's the home of supercharged betting, and if you uh, place your bomb-proof treble with them, open an account uh, through our direct links, um, you can potentially be quiffed up to, you know, twenty to one, sixteen to one, whatever, mm. whatever it could be. It's actually quite addictive, and uh, it's a great way of getting an extra boost on your bomb-proof trebles. Absolutely spot on. So that um, promotion party treble, you'll be really partying if it doesn't pay £100. It actually pays £300. That would be a real party. That would be a real, real party. So the links to iOS and Android apps are in our Twitter bio and in the podcast description. If you have enjoyed the show, uh, we would love to hear from you. The best way to get in touch with us is through our Twitter account. We're very active on Twitter. Um, our handle is T underscore FB podcast. Uh, we're also on Facebook as well. So www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. Um, we can be contacted directly for inquiries through email, uh, football betting podcast at gmail.com. And Tom is going to tell you about how you can make our Christmas and birthday come into one and also the website. Yep, so first off, visit the website, www.footballbettingpodcast.co.uk. You can find a blog on there, the forum on there. Um, we've also got the football free bet section where you can get lots of really good free bets for opening an account with different bookmakers. Um, so we try and get that updated with new content as often as possible. And finally, our final plea for the day is if you've enjoyed the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could just take the time to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast from. Yeah, we would uh, absolutely love that. That would be great. Um, obviously, fantasy football is going to take a little bit of a break and there was minimal games to report on, um, but we'll just very, very quickly go over it. Um, now McNally, back top of the league, yeah. uh, somehow managed to get 81 points. I imagine that's because he captained Mo Salah, the league, 58. The whole league got salad. Yeah, the whole league got salad. Uh, everyone, I think <laughs> apart from me and Tom, captained Mo Salah. Yeah, I had uh, Salah in the squad, but I captained Firmino. I... This is hilarious, looking back. Absolutely hilarious. But I captained Steve Mounier because I was hoping, I was very confident as I had Huddersfield on my treble that they would win. And the only way to gain 
points on people is to try to do things a bit different as you tried the other week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, didn't work out. He was crap. Huddersfield <laughs> lost and I went, went down a spot in the table. So not, not a good decision. No, and let's not gloss over the fact that now I'm up to the, I think a probably season high of 40th out of 53. So uh, I'm closing up the gap on yourself and that, um, I'm forcing my way further up the table, further away from the relegation zone. You are. You are. And, um, yeah, just a reminder, guys, you can join the uh, Fancy Football at any time. Uh, there's a free bet for the winner. So, Niall's got a very comfortable uh, 60-something point gap, 56-point gap. So, it's, it's comfortable, but it's only a game week. So, uh, plenty to play for. Yeah, I would just like to say... Yeti Tep, if you're still listening to this show, what's happened, mate? What has happened? If anyone's listened to to the show from a few months ago, Yeti Tep was top of the fantasy football league for literally about what the first three or four months of the season, wasn't he? Yeah, he was there forever. Now he's below you. Is he? No. Yeah. No, he's. Oh my god, he's thirtieth. Yeah. Bloody. He'll be oh, below okay. me soon. All right, I don't think he's changed his team in about a month for Sundays. He's still got Maratta as captain. Uh, remember, he was doing well. Pascal Gross, that's been and gone. Ducore stopped scoring after the first four weeks. I'll, I'll give him a little bit, a little bit of, a uh, little bit of uh, backup. I don't think he's changed his team, but yeah, Yeti Tep, mate. You were in line for a free bet and you just threw it away. It's all, yeah, it was all going so well. How the mighty If you're fallen. listening, Yeti Tep, if you're listening, tweet us. Let us know what's happened. Yeah. We want to make sure that you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely do. Um, but I think, obviously, no fans football this weekend. Um, if you do want to join the league and steal the free bet like a thief in the night late in the day, uh, you're very much entitled to do so, but it will be frowned upon by everybody involved, I'm sure. But the link to join the league will be in the podcast description and you can also get the code from social media. 100%. Uh, I think that uh, wraps up the show for another week. Um, Unless you have something to add? No, nothing to add other than as ever. Good luck. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back as ever next week with the Premier League. Oof. Oh, that that old chestnut. Well, thank you for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. Fingers crossed that England can do the business over the weekend. And fingers crossed we can win you some profit. Absolutely. See you later, guys. Bye-bye.